Good day, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Go podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my brother over here, Nate Funk. How's it going? Brother from another mother. Perfectly well. <laughs> hey, man, you had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a, a big old bash blowout. Um, just my wife and kids and I. Uh, my in-laws came over a little later, but um, otherwise it was nice. You know, got myself a a wonderful uh, birthday present of a, a doe and a buck kid and a beautiful milking yearling who freshened out for us. Um, well, that's a pretty good birthday present right there. It is. It is. And uh, especially since it's a breeding where... About two or three years back, you know, Jen and I had started planning it, and you know, we planned for the breeding of the dam, and then you know, for her to be born, and then now for these guys to be born, and and yeah, I know there's breeders out there who have like bred the grand dam and the dam and the grand dam and the sire, the grand sire, you know, to get their special little you know package there of, of kids, but mm-hmm. I. <clears throat> This is is a bit special for us just because of the planning that went into it. And the doling and the buckling are everything we we were expecting. And just for people that don't know, the reason why it's so special is because it incorporates both your bucks that you have brought onto your farm in the last couple of years. Yes, yes, it it does incorporate uh, Lux, uh, who is for our Oberhausler breeders, he's... uh, out of uh, Love Rock Diamond in the Rough, and of course Leah Cadio, who is our uh, purchase from the 2019 Spotlight Sale, and mm-hmm. he is just throwing yeah. some gorgeous kits. Really, is. he's gorgeous himself. And you know, despite what John says, he's going to have a good time when we finally get to uh, a buck show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think it's going to be a great buck show as well. If it we it is. Get to one. Well, and, and the thing it... is, is, the longer it takes for us to get to a buck show here in New York, um, the more fun it's going to be because you're you're going to be spitting out Oberhausen bucks soon too. Out of those two gorgeous guys you have down there, mm-hmm. and I'll, I will be too. And of course, then the progeny will be spitting out gorgeous buck kids, and so it'll be fun. If nothing else, we'll be able to watch and go, "Yeah, that buck there came out of our buck here." And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's from those. Those are little missiles out of our big missiles from the Cold War that we started. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, John and I like sure. to uh, joke about the Oberhasley Cold War up in the Northeast that we started. So, yeah. yep. <laughs> so yeah so you had your birthday sounds like it was an awesome one uh it, and it is the only downside is i i forgot to get up a little bit earlier um so that i could get those you know kids fed before the podcast so you know <laughs> it, it was a scramble and then luckily the coffee was already made so uh, that's that, that's okay man because i woke up this morning and i went 
oh boy <laughs> i did the dad shuffle up and just go oh all right let's go well you've been hit so, if i'm right you've been hit kind of with this one two whammy of uh you know you got the little hurricane alice there you know stirring things up down there on the hiller farm and yeah uh, and then <laughs> you know this beautiful countryside i'm looking out at this beautifully white draped countryside before me um the sun's not quite up mm. but yeah. this, this beautiful whiteness that we're all sick of and ready for green um has come to visit you down there on hilaire farm and where you work yeah yeah <laughs> I, bl- I blame i blame you nate i blame you it just so- overflowed <laughs> Well, well, first of all, Alice has been actually really awesome lately. She's the last three or four nights she's slept through the night, uh, and we're talking like eight thirty p.m. to like eight a.m. Oh wow, she's so growing. That, yeah, yeah, she is, and I've just been enjoying it. Um, <laughs> and so, so, so that's been good. But we have been slammed by snow. I mean, slammed. We've gotten so much. I feel like I'm back up in in Tompkins County, New York, instead of down in Orange County. This is, you know, Orange County. You think of Florida and, and California. No, Mm-mm. nope. We're we're sitting in a bunch of snow. We're, we were actually supposed to get some snow last night, and I'm very happy to report that we didn't get it. We did. <laughs> oh, good. Good for you. But then I'm again, you, you know, we get snow they don't even <laughs> forecast for. So, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get two or three inches. You're in the Lake yeah. Effect belt. Now, what I mm. will say, you know, you know we, we want to, you know, think about our listeners who are in other parts of the country who are uh, getting hit with ice. Um, mm. You know, down down in our, our midsection and in, in, in the southwest area, uh, Texas area, up through the Plains States, up through Nebraska. And I guess what's happening is by the time it gets to us, it's turned to white fluffy stuff. And we'll be getting that uh, what, tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's actually supposed to remain uh, snowy ice mix for us. But it'll probably be snow for you guys, so you guys are lucking out. Woohoo! Well, just <laughs> only be, only in the, I've ice. seen what it's done and heard what it's done. Yeah. Um, in other places, I did hear. You know, there was one heard where, um, well, yeah, I guess I, I'm not entirely sure what happened, but you know, they they just were devastated by it. So, um, mm. you know, it's it, it's what we have it's winter um hopefully i know in some areas they don't normally get that kind of weather so they can't prepare for it whereas up here in the northeast it's what we do from march 21st through you know october as we prepare for snow um well i hope that we're done preparing for snow and (laughs) and and are over it by the time that my kidding season starts. Cause you know, I am super, I, every year I'm like, Oh man, I should have just bred for February. We never get hit hard in February. I'm so glad I didn't because I'm looking out my window right now going, man, 
I'd be milking out in the snow right now. This this would be crazy. Oh no, you got so <laughs> you got to do what what some of us do. You, we're, yeah, we're milking out in the cold, but you know we're milking in a barn. Our barn is usually ten to fifteen degrees warmer than the ambient outside temperature. You know, so right now it's saying that oh, it's yeah. about twenty degrees. It's you know thirty thirty five in there right now. Um, mm-hmm. The kids are under heat heat lamps. Um, we've got. Just got one of those Premier One heat lamps. Um, oh, I love those. Yeah, those yeah. Great. It's I I was it was on all day yesterday, and I was checking out, testing it out, and it was kind of blowing my mind about how I was testing it out. I was putting my hand right on on the black part of the lamp, and it was like, you know, with the other lamp, I'd be screaming in pain right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So. That safety cage is awesome. It is. It really is. And they give you direction on, you know, hang it so many you know, inches above your animals. And, and you know, I think it's 20 to 24 inches above your animals. Um, yeah. So so today's Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to uh, all those people out there. Yep. Um, uh, happy Valentine's Day to uh, love of my life, uh, Jennifer. Uh, I'm going to sneak that in there. I wasn't going to get all into that. Oh, why not? I'm going to do shout outs. But if you want to do shout outs, you know, Tierney, I love you so much. I'm so glad that you're mine. Um, And thank you for giving me Alice. Is that a good shout out? Yeah, good, good. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, we want to just say happy Valentine's Day to everyone else. It is a, uh, it is a great day. Um, you know, so, uh, and I, I had a, uh, I had a niece born this morning, and she almost made it to your birthday, but oh wow, she snuck it into Valentine's Day, so yeah, early this morning. No name, yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, I, there's not a name yet that has been made public to me, so <laughs> uh, I guess I'll say uh, happy birthday to Baby Raptor, as my sister's been calling her throughout this whole pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations, <laughs> Uncle John. Um, oh, thank you. You know, it's always fun being the uncle. Um, oh yeah, this is this is number five or six or something. I can't count that high. There's so many kids in my family now. <laughs> I think it's number like seven or eight now. I don't know. I, um, I was gonna yeah. say, I've got nine <laughs> nieces and nephews. So actually, one nephew and and eight nieces. So. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, my ne- nephew Richard was so excited. Well, what it was was every time there was a niece born, he was hoping, oh, maybe there'll be a, it'll be a boy instead, and in, in, I'll have someone to play with. And that went on for like <laughs> 18 years. And then Jamie was born. <laughs> He's like, finally a boy, but he's a newborn and I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. They're still fun to play with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. So what's been going on? So, so you've got goats kidding. Uh, obviously you had one kid yesterday. When's the next one that you have fresh coming along? So, Oh yeah. Of course we just had this, uh, yearling freshing yesterday. Uh, we actually have, uh, we're looking at SGCH, uh, the cream of the crop, being next. 
Mm. Um, our pure, oh, our yeah, purebred yeah. doe. Uh, we we were on owner sampler last year and uh, regretted it. Uh, she would have easily been in the top 10. And so we're doing uh, standard 20, I do believe, that are uh, the IDP. No, I, I forget which one foreign. it is. It's all foreign to me. Um, all foreign to me. The, the, the one where, they, where <laughs> the test comes once a day. Um, oh, okay. okay. Come, they come once in the morning, once at night, one of the two. And they ver- basically they verify what is written down um, mm-hmm. by the milker. The, the other milking, um, and then uh, so when she do, it's it, it's really kind of easy, but uh, that's what we're doing, and so hopefully she'll be on on test. Uh, she was well over three thousand pounds for an Oprahazli, um, and in a purebred Oprahazli at that, uh, and so we're hoping to do that with her. She's do she's actually do, um here in uh, 14 days, but because of her immense size, this poor doe, mm-hmm. she doesn't walk anymore. She waddles. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. She, yeah. So do I. <laughs> you know, you and I have me. different reasons for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is just, in watching her move and she waddles, it's like, and she's doing fine. We've, we're keeping an eye on, on ketone levels, on her behavior, making sure there's not uh, extreme, dis- you know, the, the discomfort. There's discomfort with them being pregnant in the in the mm-hmm. final days of pregnancy, but then there's, you know, obvious you know distress. So we're making keeping an eye on that. Um, but yeah, um, we're looking. Possibly at either next weekend or uh, middle of next week, uh, depending on how she does. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, with her, there are three other does who are due. Um, now, Cream is one of our AIs. We yeah. AI'd her to Irish Robe. Uh, one of our other AIs that'll be due you know, next weekend or middle of next week is uh, Nina Mint. And she was uh, AI'd to Vero. But, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a fun one, a special one. Um, but from what I was able to see on Facebook this past fall, nearly everybody AI'd to Vero this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you AI'd her and then you, said, you thought you were... Uh... You were going outside the exactly. box, and then you messaged me. You messaged me, and you're like, "Well, there's a lot of people that used him." It's like, "Well, at least you know you're using a good buck that everybody wants to incorporate into their herd." Well, you know, one of the things that I can say you know, with Vero is uh, Kurt Schnipke. He he has some of the best memories um, in the Oberhasler. For Oberhasler, yeah, yeah, and no doubt. No Vero doubt. is out of one of his best. And I say one of the best, his best, but he's got a bunch of really nice does there. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, he'll he's he's gonna be a future guest too, isn't he? Um, uh, he's uh, on slate for next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we there were things that Vero brought to to the table that we wanted fixed on Nina, 
And so we're we're hoping for these uh, Vero kids. Um, they're mm-hmm. they're due at the same time as as Cream. Um, we have a uh, another Leocadio set of Leocadio kids out of Lexi. And then I think the breeding you're most excited for is uh, B. Miss B is due with Voss babies. Yeah. Another overboard yep. buck. Uh, I'm really excited for that, especially if I have a buck here and, she, and yours has twin does. Yeah. Then I'll be really, really excited. Right now, we're, <laughs> we were looking at it. We've got... Uh, Oh yeah, hey, we got four dolings and three bucklings that we've been born. So mm-hmm. who knows? You know, it's starting to look like we're you know, we're just over breaking even. We're more does than bucks, but you know, one doe could turn that around and, and make it a buckier. Um, well, knock on some wood, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing? But. What are you doing? No, no knock on some wood. Woo. So, um, yeah, so we got four does due in the next week, week and a half. And you know, one of the things people go, why do you breed so early? A, we like seeing, you know, in in June and July when you're taking these big, gorgeous kids in to the show ring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice. In October... Yeah. When you're looking at these 90-pound doe kids that are saying, I'm ready, you know, you can go ahead yeah. and create them. Um, you don't have to wait that extra year. You know, you don't have to go, are they big enough? You look at them, you're like, they're big enough. They're as big as the yearlings. Um, yeah. The other thing is, honestly, it's one of these things, why you breed so, why we breed so early, it, it's really horrible. And uh, I know our, our good friend Brandy does this, too. Uh, it brings spring a little sooner. You stop, <laughs> you stop yeah. thinking about all this white stuff out there. I called it beautiful before, but honestly, if it would have hit 60 degrees and be sunny for the rest of the winter, I'd be happy. Um, but these little having these mm-hmm. little kids out there, you know, in, in the living room or in the barn, uh, it brings spring just a little bit sooner. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, we're we're three weeks out from our first doze kidding. Uh, one of them being a second freshener. And this year is kind of important for her because although she's a nice doe, she's a bit roachy and it drives me nuts. Uh, so she, she, really what's going to hinge on her is if she has a little bit more capacity in that mammary system this year Yeah, as uh, a second freshener. Um, and, you know, depending on what what I get. But, I mean, she's a beautiful doe, but uh, the roachness, it just drives me nuts. Uh, so we've got her kidding and then a, a first freshener kidding Who is she bred to? Uh, the next day. The, the... She's, bred, she's bred to a. Oh, I think you'll like those um, well, she, this it's a repeat breeding. I like she gave us tw- uh, twin bucks last year, and and the bucks they're they're good bucks. I, I sent them out with their with their equipment because they were very nice. Uh, would I have kept them in my barn if I needed to? Yeah, but one one of them did have a little bit of uh, roachness to him as well. Um, not not as bad 
or anything, but he also had a better front end and, and better legs on him. Uh, so there was a lot of improvements there that could have helped the person's herd that he went to. Um, but man, I just, she's a pretty doe. She's huge. She's big. Uh, you've seen yeah. her. She's, she's a solid yeah, yeah. doe. She could use a little bit more dairiness and a little bit less roachness. Um, and she pinches down fine for shows, but on the move, there's a bit can't of... pinch them down. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah. that's one of the things <laughs> we all have to think about. You know, there are many of us who are obsessing over memories, you know, and we obsess mm-hmm. and we obsess. But you can have this, and I have seen those with gorgeous memories. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, but her body is, you know, yeah. I don't want that doe in my body because of her body. You've got to have an animal that you like looking at 365 days a year. And the memory, it's there for what? 180 to 300 days. It might be there longer if you're milking Mm -hmm. her through. But um, you got to have an animal you like looking at. Um, You know, a lot of the breeders that, you know, I look to when I want advice on things, that's what they look at. They want animals that when they're in the dry mm-hmm. season, they look at them and go, wow, that's a nice doe. They don't look at the doe and go, wow, she looks like crap, but that memory is going to be awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's she's by no means a terrible exactly. doe. She's competitive. Exactly. She's a nice um, doe. I, I've seen her. And, but I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I try not to get sentimental with these animals. Uh, she is one of the first kids that was born on our farm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. first one of the first animals to to hold our farm name as well uh, on the registration. Um, but sometimes you you know we're starting to outgrow that a little bit. Well, yeah, and- <laughs> we're starting to it's starting to ante up, you know, and we'll see, we'll see how and she. And I makes think out. that's where you know the phrase "tough cuts." come in Mm -hmm. some of us have to make some tough cuts we're trying to keep the herds relatively small if we had we don't have a huge old uh northeast dairy barn you know i know a lot of herds who do uh we have an old Mm -hmm. converted sawmill it's you know know, 30 by 40 so we our herd for now has to fit in that barn during these Arctic winters. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's that famous um. So, uh, the uh, take a drink of coffee when you hear that um, you'll be (laughs) jiving and wailing by the end of the podcast. But, but you got to keep your numbers down. That's what I was really getting to. You got to keep your numbers down and you, you keep your your numbers to what your barn can hold. And that being said, you've got to mm-hmm. make some hard cuts with, yep. with these. And sometimes the hard cuts aren't, oh, I'm going to sell that kid and not that kid. Sometimes it's, I'm going to keep that kid. I'm selling her damn. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I've yeah. seen you having to do. Of saying, of saying, I can't see the memory. I know in theory what the Buck is supposed to add to the memory. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. take my chance on keeping the kid 
over the dam that the buck who should be improving the otter did his job. And you had to make that cut yeah. because of the size of your barn and your situations. And we're, none of us are right. all in a huge dairy barn like that where we can just keep, you know, a hundred goats. Trust us. If, I think many of us, if we could, we'd just keep them all and, you know, but uh, I don't know if I keep a hundred, man. man, that would have Oof. to be a livelihood. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to quit my job and I have to find a way to make them actually pay for themselves yeah. in full, which you could. Yeah. And that's yeah. another, you know, I'm sure someone will go come along and do a podcast on that. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's move on since we're over 20 minutes in, let's move on to uh, some news. Good news. news. We got we got some fun, beep, fun beep, stuff. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this, well, I guess it was almost two weeks ago now. Uh, there's a new performance uh, programs manager that was hired. Uh, his name is Jimmy Vanderland uh, from Wayne County, New York. So he's a New Yorker. He is a New Yorker. Actually, I, I, I think he prefers to go by Jim Vanderland. Okay. Pete, okay. Pete okay. Snyder, I think, gets away with calling him Jimmy because Pete remembers him as a little young 4 H'er getting started in Western New York. And Pete, of course, lives in Western New York. And so mm-hmm. I think Pete's what Pete Snyder, I think, uh, you know, Trudy Lombard and Mary Beth Andreessen are you know, some of the few people who can get away with call him jimmy uh i'm gonna call him uh uh, james james vanderland yeah that sounds like that's like the bad guy of any 80s movie you know the rich kid that always picked on the poor geeks so that's totally what it sounds like maybe what it sounds like (laughs) but you know uh you know i've i've known jim for a number of years and he is Mm. a very even back when he was uh, a 4-H, he was a very knowledgeable uh, young man. Uh, he showed Obahazli some togs. He still has his togs. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, his his daughter has started showing, and she's my children's age. In fact, my daughter Maria is friends with her. Um, but um, the he's a. He, He's just knowledgeable. He's been into the dairy industry. Some people are like, well, how's that compute to you know goats? If he's got all this dairy experience, if you look at the back of your, your Edgar rule book, um, we give a lot of uh, credence, or, or at least we used to give a lot of credit and credence to the Holstein Association. Our scorecard originally came from the Holstein Association. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. a lot that we yeah. do comes from the whole scene or the dairy industry, including our beloved linear appraisal, which we call linear appraisal. They we used to call it classification, which is what the dairy mm-hmm. industry still calls it. Yeah, what I'm I'm excited to see with Jim Vanderlyn is he's been working the dairy industry, the dairy cattle industry. Um. Well, he has uh, he has experience with Adga's linear appraisal program, which is good. He's worked on the Holstein Young Sire Genetic Improvement Program, so basically the same thing as our Young Sire Development yep. Program we have yep. for goats. Um, he's been 
part of other DNA analysis programs with dairy cows and large data analysis of herd performance through dairy herd improvement. Um, so he's, he's, he's worked with a lot of correlating data uh, that can be brought into dairy goats and has been brought into dairy goats uh, through our performance programs that we, we now have. Uh, so I think he's just an awesome fit for ADCA. I think it was a good find. Well, I, I fully agree. I, I, I kind of look at this, the, the dairy cattle industry as for some of the things they do. And I'm not saying that they're the end all and be all, but mm-hmm. having spoken to a lot of uh, family members who are still, quite frankly, raising cows and showing cows, um, yeah, their their appraisal program, their uh, genetic and DNA program, is such that they can take the numbers from the dam and the do- numbers from the sire. And they can mm-hmm. project what that calf is going to do as a mature animal. As, yeah. And say, this is this breeding should produce an animal that has this potential. And mm-hmm. be relatively accurate on it, just because they've gathered so much information. Yeah. And I'd love to see something like that with, with goats. I know there's a few of us who've wished that, you know, Edgar genetics could project, you know, two or three generations out and Mm dairy cattle is kind of doing that already. Uh, Oh yeah. And I'm not saying Jim's going to bring that because that may be a level of expertise above him, but it may be something that, in the future, he's able to suggest. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was the, congratulations to him and welcome to to the registry. Uh, we're happy to have you uh, working with all of us breeders now with these performance programs. So congrats. Um, also, there was an open letter to the board of directors regarding the lineup for national show order. Uh, and that was Lori Yeska, I believe I saw on <clears throat> Facebook. And it was a really thought out letter. There's probably going to be a bunch of different opinions on this. Uh, but basically, the letter was saying, you know, based on the numbers from the last national show in 2019, uh, it's pretty obvious that Nigerian dwarfs were, you know, the, the main stage with lots of people coming in and, and bringing animals uh, and, and with that and with COVID, why are we having them last and having the, the larger breeds last when they should be maybe that Monday show? So I'm going to just state, try to put in here one of the things that I noticed actually, I guess from last week, they totally noticed it at first and mm-hmm. I kind of picked up the flag and ran, tried running with it a little bit. The numbers that were used were animals. Number of right. animals. Not number of exhibitors. So I, I agree there. Because um, but I would also say that most likely it's it probably I, I, most assuredly there's more Nigerian dwarf breeders that are that are showing if, than than but other we don't, breeds. We we don't know that. 
Okay. Yeah. And I, I have, and I told Lori, I spoke with her, you go to the thread, you can see where she and I were going back and forth. Um, I, I agree with the premise, but I think it should be based on number of exhibitors, not number of animals. And I, I base it on this. How many sonnets are you going to put in a 9 by 16 trailer? How yeah. many Nigerian dwarves can you fit in a 9 by 16 trailer? Since you, if you add the height thing, you can put a double decker on it with some plywood. Mm-hmm. So how many Niger- how many yeah. more animals can one exhibitor bring of Nigerian dwarves than sonnets? By the way, sonnets were one of the lowest breed number animals exhibited. Okay. One of them, yeah. Okay. I think togs were the lowest. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh and then I think Obahaj ways were third lowest or something like that. But the number of to me and it may be difficult to do, it may be someone sitting at a computer with with the show book and typing in, you know, per breed the number of of exhibitors. But the other factor is how many of these exhibitors who have Nigerian dwarves have another breed or exhibited another breed. Okay. True. So but, then, so, but they're not being forced to leave. That's it's, it's voluntary. Right. So exactly. <laughs> you, you're not being forced to leave, but will it affect that many people? And that may be the thing to look at is, is the people factor and how many exhibitors would have to stay anyway you know, you, you say, fine, we're going to flip-flop it. You know, Nigerians first, then Nubians, then Lamantas, Sanantags, and Obahazlis. Well, I also can tell you there's a large number of Nigerian dwarf breeders who have Obahazlis. Well, they've got to stay all week anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounds like yeah. I'm against the idea, but I will also say this is an issue if Nigerians are last and they allow people to leave. I think Nigerian dwarves be number of kids being shown and milkers, but the large number of showmen needed to show that breed need to be some yeah. point in the week where my, I mean, when we were in, in Columbus, my wife was showing Nigerians, I believe. You know, it's you, you, they tap everybody they can. The only reason I wasn't was I was in the ring with Sonnets. Um, mm. You know, so they tap as many people as they can. And I think one of the bigger reasons for having Nigerians earlier, earlier in the week might be before everybody heads home. You get to if I will, I will admit if if you get to the end of the week, and they, you know there's nobody there to handle your goat, that's kind of frustrating. Um, yeah. So I I could see there being that issue. Um, I also I I just yeah. I just think uh, there's no way to appease everyone everyone's going to have a situation where it's different and sure uh there might be more people for a different breed but i guarantee you that nigerians is probably the 
the big heavy hitters um, for people wise numbers. Um, and if they want to, if they want to constrain the possibility of somebody being exposed to COVID-19, then maybe, maybe there's more data that needs to be looked at. They have, I'm sure they have the data for how many people have brought animals for each breed and they can correlate it. Well, they- um, I, I just, I just think sticking to the original order from what it was supposed to be last year is might not be the best bet for this. Well, year. I see there. I, I will say mm. I, I kind of, I kind of disagree, but I'm willing to give. Um, mm. I think currently, I think it is because between the actual number until the data is there, and it, it's not really not that hard. Really, someone would just have to find out from Adga the number of exhibitors. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you if you take that number, I'm going to just say you multiply it, say, by like two or three, figuring that they brought a family member or or maybe the family. You know, some people come by themselves. Mm-hmm. I know a few exhibitors who it's themselves or one other person. So, mul- to, so multiply it by like three and a half because you're going to have some families where they bring all the kids and some families where yeah. uh, the exhibitor and their, their significant other spouse, there might be, you know, significant other spouse and a child. So that's three. You can multiply it by three and a half. And that would give you an idea of roughly how many people are there per breed. And then you look at those numbers mm-hmm. and say, okay, this is probably, if we're going to allow, uh, because of COVID and we're going to rearrange us because of COVID, this is what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a thing to look at. Um, especially since I honestly don't know that they're going to have the, all these vaccines rolled out by June and July. I, I hope I'm, I hope I'm yeah. wrong. I really hope I'm wrong in that. Um, but uh, I, I think that you really, before looking at, Looking at the number of animals to me is not uh, should isn't really accurate for what the number of exhibitors are. Just because, especially when you got animals of different sizes. Um, yeah, uh, I hear what you're saying for that for sure. Um, it's so it's and by the way, you, not not in our show notes. The other thing that was brought up, by the way, about <laughs> the national show committee or the national show new rules was there a removal of the milk te- check. And yeah. someone pointed out that that was something that was specifically addressed by the board of directors at the last meeting. And it was specifically mm-hmm. voted to keep it. Oh, I didn't hear that. And here it has been removed. Now, granted, it's because of COVID. They don't want groups of people going from pen to pen and being in close contact with exhibitors and animals mm-hmm. and, and items of, of other people, the people who may or may not have it. Um, you know, you could you could be asymptomatic and have it and all your stuff is you know, contaminated. Yeah. And now this group comes along and yep. they 
they get contaminated and then they go on to the next herd. I can understand that. But that someone did point out that this, this was specifically voted on by the Edgar Board of Directors. It was a, a item of discussion. It wasn't like a uh, added into another discussion. It was an mm -hmm. item of discussion at the Board of Directors meeting. Uh, and it got voted on to keep it. And here it has been removed. Um, and someone has mentioned that. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a very... Uh, I, I, I haven't I think heard it's that. A, the problem is you said you're going to... In any topic related to national show, you're never going to appease everyone. Right. And someone's going to have an issue. And some, some of the gripes may be legitimate. I, I will say, I think that this, in light of COVID, I do agree that having an early release based on number of exhibitors is a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now, in as far as the milk check, you know, I can see reasons for this year not doing it. Um, now, next mm -hmm. year, after hopefully this, the vaccines have rolled out, hopefully they're all successful in knocking this back to being a uh, uh, minor thing, um, you know, minor occurrence. I hope mm -hmm. it's back. You know, I hope it's back for the, the for Harrisburg. Uh, I think milk check is a pertinent thing in the show. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Agreed. Um, so mo moving on. Yeah. Uh, there was also uh, we want to put out the reminder. You know, we just had Kid Goat born this past uh, night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You NG might, is, might, it's a little late what? for you, guy. <laughs> I said it's a little late for you, guy. <laughs> well, no. But, we, could, uh, we still, yeah, we, we, and we're, we're scratching our heads for some names. Um, NG system will be shutting down, I guess, effective February 19th. The site, our site, uh, the Adga site will be shutting down for the NG yeah. system launch uh, February 19th to the 28th, so nine days. So that's down. sometime, um, it's this week, right? Today's the 14th, so we got gonna... like five days. Yeah. Yeah, so we're looking at Thursday. Um, <clears throat> Friday. So yeah, it's uh, well, well, Friday. get it yeah. in by Thursday. Yeah. Get them in by Thursday. Probably get them in by like today. You know, today and tomorrow. Well, I don't know if they're still processing work, to be honest with you, because I know when they first announced it, it was like at a certain date they were going to stop processing work um, in order to get ready for the system launch. Uh, so I don't know if they'll be. <laughs> when it's shut down, they're definitely not processing anything. Nothing can be. Oh, I added. thought that's what part of the uh, whole uh, the 19th no. was. Uh, no, nope, no, no work to be processed. Well, I know we have some days. listeners who can correct us, so hopefully we'll get that correction mm -hmm. and and or that information, and uh, now be able to share that. Before we get before we get to our topic, I wanted to bring something up, and it's not in our show notes. So uh, no problem. Sorry, Nate. I I, um, I did it to but, you. So. But we had an ep yeah. Well. This is just something I've seen in Facebook land, and I wanted to kind of bring it up. Um, now, 
a couple weeks ago we had buying and selling kids, right? How we how we do how we personally uh, go through with buying and selling uh, on our farms. Uh, now there was two instances this week and last that there was some kind of uh, controversy as far as what some breeders are doing, um, and one of them was a breeder uh, was selling a kid. Somebody put down a deposit, and then the breeder reached out and said, "Hey." I've got this crazy bill I got to pay. Somebody just offered me more money. Um, so either you can match their price <clears throat> or I'll return your deposit and, and uh, sell the kid to them. So I saw that. And, and I mean, that's, I'm sorry, that's not I, ethical to do. I, I don't right? agree with it. Um, I think I would have, if somebody had put the deposit, I would have said, look, I have this bill to pay. Can you pay the rest? I'll keep the kid until you're ready, or you can come get it. Um, is there any? And it yeah, but to up yeah, the price up on the them. Price, to me, the, once you put the deposit in, unfortunately, there's nothing in writing on that. So technically, I suppose mm-hmm. you could do that. Technically, but I would think that once the deposit has been paid, at least the way we deal with it is that's it. That's the that's like uh, signing the contract on a on buying a house. Yeah, you both can back out, um, but mm-hmm. that's, that's almost like a done deal. Um, you're just waiting to close. Yeah, it's like that's like putting a down payment on a house, and then through through the process, they're like, yeah, it's actually uh, two hundred thousand, not one hundred thousand. So uh, yeah, good luck. Um, I, I think, uh, that's a, yeah, I, I really don't agree with that one. Um, I understand that the, we all have bills to pay. Um, I would have said, Mm -hmm. you know, asked if the rest of it could have been paid for. And if the buyer said, I don't have it right now, I'd have been like, well, okay, well, let's look over here. Can I, you know, can I sell a different animal to some to this person who wants to buy something? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. It's it's yeah. you know, not to yeah. the person who put the deposit, <laughs> but the one who's offering more. Um, and if the answer right. is no, then that I've found a different buyer. Um, so, but that's you know we're all. I don't agree with that with with what that person did. We're all human. Mm-hmm. We all have our own objectives in one way or another. Um, well, I have I have another instance uh, in the same vein. Uh, so, also a another breeder uh, has some people do a waiting list where it's like, okay, you want a doe kid? All right, I have this doe kid available, right? So this breeder had a kid born. Uh, person that was next on the list was like, "Hey, you know, the breeder reached out and said, "Hey, you, uh, are, we have a bunch of kids available. Did you want to choose which one you wanted? Since you know, you're on the list, you're next in line." And uh, the person's like, "Yeah, I want this this kid," and then the breeder ignores them and proceeds to go on their page and say, "Hey, I've got this awesome kid available. We're going to do it auction style." Goes to the highest bidder. Good luck. Did did the breeder that one got did the breeder ignore them <laughs> or did the breeder 
maybe not receive the message? Supposedly, the message was seen, uh, you know, on Facebook Messenger, you can see when somebody sees your message. Uh, so it was, it was mm. seen. Mm. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up. I think people need, it's, everybody, everybody does different, everybody. Uh, but I think that I, w- I wouldn't want to sacrifice my reputation uh, for uh, oh no, and, I, like and we wouldn't. It's either. My <laughs> goodness, I I'll you know I'll tell you we had a box we sold uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. and the the buyer bought picked them up, and uh, he was buckling, so she tried using him. You know that fall it was. You know, on a dough or two, and the dough's recycled. But you know, he's a buckling. Maybe he didn't quite get in there, do his job right. You know, it happens with bucklings. Following year, now he's a mm-hmm. yearling buckling, and she put him. She was excited for him. Put him in the pen with a bunch of those, and every single one recycled. Mm. We. She reached out to us, and actually, she did reached out to us, not intending to get anything, but more of a just to let you know I'm having trouble with this box, you know, sort of thing. And you know, mm-hmm. it's a breeder. We it's a breeder who we trust, and we said, "Yep, get rid of him. We'll get you an, a new buck this spring." And she had another buck who covered the rest of the does, but you know, you know, we all like having options two two bucks. So this year, you know, for this spring, her, all mm-hmm. the kids are coming out of the other buck. Well, her other her new buck is in the barn right now, um, and we're we're giving it to her. She already, yeah. in our opinion, That's she paid already, um, and so we're yeah. Yeah. And we're just giving it to her. Um, do we expect other breeders to do that? No. No. It's the way we're doing it. Okay? Yeah. How we're handling this situation. I, Will it handle it the same every time? No, but this situation, that's how we're doing it. And that right. because we, we want our reputation to go before us, yes. But we want it to be singing praises, mm-hmm. not... Um, bringing us down. So, yeah. And I, I had a situation. I'm not going to get into details of it because it's still unfolding, and I don't know if I'll ever get into details on it on here. Uh, but it's it's something where I, I'm definitely making the situation right by the buyer. Um, it was just a weird but, set of circumstances. When you, uh, when you're dealing with livestock so. or animals, you're dealing with biological you know, systems. You're not in all control. They are yeah. really in some of this. And we just yep. have to yeah. as business people, I mean farmers really kinda have to have a bit of a business hat on. If you look at agriculture mm-hmm. degrees, a, a half or a third of the courses are business courses. Um yep. <clears throat> we've gotta think of ourselves with a bit of a you know business mentality uh, keeping the customer happy at least yeah. I that's how I feel other people I do know people who feel that 
buying the animal from them is a privilege, not a right. You know, you have the privilege of buying from me. <laughs> and that, that there there is yeah. there are those out there. But you know I know some really oh, nice I, herds I, who yeah. <laughs> have never made me feel that way. So yeah. same here. Uh, so, anyway, I just you know let's hold ourselves you know to a higher standard. It, it, it's all about you know how you um, take things, how you pertain, how you you take them in, how you kind of roll with it, adjust with it. Kind mm-hmm. of what our topic is, you know, today. Yeah, we're gonna roll right right into the topic as we're uh, getting down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, a short topic. <laughs> so our topic today. <laughs> It it is well, and and it was meant to be a shorter topic, which is fine. Uh, so our topic today is uh, setting personal expectations before hitting that ring. And what do we mean okay, by that? So Dave? I can actually speak from from both ends of the spectrum. In the most recent yeah. years, you know, recently, uh, this past summer, you know, I had two does who both needed one championship leg one to be finished one one doe mm-hmm. would end up, ended up being stch right. the other one being a c uh, uh gch with one championship leg each and they were both gorgeous doe and they were absolutely in the prime and most notably i drove all the way at four and a half hours got up at 2 30 in the morning drove both those two and a half, four and a half hours mm-hmm. out to Lancaster, and neither of them bagged, and it was hot as it, it was. was hot as the Dickens. And uh, we walked in the show ring, exhausted and drawn out. The does not bagged up, and we met up with some beautiful competition. Beautiful competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the doe, I will say, the doe who was the 2018 uh, junior national champion, uh, White Birch Hannah, mm-hmm. was there. And she has grown into a beautiful doe. Ferguson should be quite She's proud of her. Um. And she kicked our butt pretty thoroughly. <laughs> and and yeah, we she, uh, and there I was having driven sure four and a half hours thinking I was gonna get at least a leg on one of these two does. And I got I got a reserve out of it. I did get a yeah. reserve. Um but yeah. I didn't get that leg. Yep, and uh, I believe I was in the same mindset as you were in at that show where I had <clears throat> Jem who needed two more legs to finish, and I was like, "She's looking, she's looking pretty hot." So let's go ahead and do it. Uh, and and went in thinking, "Okay, I'm going to finish her. This will be my first finished doe. This is awesome." Uh, and she bagged up, but she's one of those does that when she gets too hot and mix that with being bagged up. She looks terrible, just terrible. And she looked terrible. She just sunken in, just did not, was mad to be there, was not happy with me. 
so I thought, okay, well, what are you going to do? And then I had my two junior does, uh, and I was like, surely we're going to get a leg for the dry leg for these girls. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind, these are beautiful doe kids. And they didn't, uh, one of them lost to a little, maybe four or five week old kid. Maybe. <laughs> So it, it was, uh, it's humbling. and, and I, it, it, it is, you and I both were licking our wounds leaving that show <laughs> and, uh, man, it was, it was rough. And I think it opened, I'll speak for myself. It opened my eyes, uh, where I was, this is our first show ever that we walked out without even a reserve ribbon, nothing. Usually every single show that we'd been to before was, Reserve, 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 grand, grand, you know, just yep. we've, we've always gotten something. Um, so to walk away and, and with nothing was, like and, you said, humbling, you know, very humbling. We didn't stand at ringside and like say, you know, this was actually before the show, before the podcast. You know, we didn't stand there and mm-hmm. be like, well, yeah. obviously the judge. Uh, he he's only judge, looking for big animals, or, or he that judge is mm-hmm. doesn't like me, or um, yeah, any animal I have old. That judge. we we didn't we didn't say that. Now there may be instances where judges may may have personal issues with handlers, and I have seen that yeah. you know twenty years ago, and may still happen. Um, it may actually be happening to, to me, and I just I'm not seeing it. Um, but uh, it's one of these things when, when you know, at the other end of the spectrum, you know, you, you, nah, I'm getting out of sorts here. You, you can't, you can't let how you do in the show ring, <laughs> you know, bug you. You know, I was on the other end of the spectrum, you know, right. for knowing we're moving, moving into, yeah, about five years ago now. We went to, we went back into the show ring for the first time in 15 years. Uh, I had this dough I purchased out of uh, Connecticut. And she, I thought she looked nice, but, you know, we were using it as a baseline of where our herd would be, our, our foundation animals would be in New York State. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the state show because at the time that was what we figured would be the largest show for Oberhasleys, you know, the state show. And mm-hmm. she won in all three rings. She went grand. She finished. She went from a doe with no nothing in front of her name to being a permanent champion in one day. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, you know, I will admit, looking at pictures of her, she was she was on. She was gorgeous that day. Um, and yeah, it's uh, y- 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 we were just in in shock. But even you know, then we weren't like, "Wow, we're kicking butt!" Hey, we're taking some names. We were right you just wanted to get in the ring and show again you weren't yeah we're gonna earn her championship today actually it was like 
Yeah. <laughs> like like we were like we were walking in at Sunny Sisters. We're here with the out of standards. We're gonna show you what it's all about. <laughs> you know, we both get kicked in the teeth. And, <laughs> no, we didn't really get kicked in the teeth. Um Yeah. But no, it, it, I will say with, with that first show, I mean, we, it wasn't until like we're at ringside getting ready to go in for the third ring that Jen kinda turns to me and she's like She could finish. I'm like, What? She's like, Yeah, she she went grand twice. There's ten milkers. She could finish here, and she did. And we were elated. Yeah, um, and that was uh, Mountain Spring Thinman, uh, bred by Nancy Hayes. And you know, it was she's mm-hmm. one of the foundation does. Many of our does in the barn right now are her daughters, or granddaughters, or great granddaughters, even. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was just one of these things where it was in awe to look at the two spectrums, the opposite ends of being, you know, not knowing what was going to happen and then being the guy who thought he was going to walk away with it all. You know, you, you, you do find yourself sometimes yeah. in that, those two positions, but we, we all have to remember that. Even in these multiple ring shows, maybe especially in these multiple ring shows, mm-hmm. uh, we need to remember that we're paying for one person's opinion on a given anim- given set of animals on any given day mm-hmm. or maybe even moment in time. Um, you know, that yeah. you know the yeah i've shown in multiple ring shows where a collar has made a difference you know we showed a, the ultimate mm-hmm. buck show with with uh, a buck and we put, went in with a barn collar in the first ring and and he went second we walked out and someone said hey you should you should try this c- collar you know, we tried it, went back in, and the judge kept looking around the first place animal, trying to see the second place animal. They both went, you know, grand in reserve. Next ring, we tried the, the mm-hmm. quote unquote special collar, and the judge loved it. Third ring, I tried yeah. showing him with the special collar, and he was a total bonehead. And he got third. Fourth <laughs> ring, we went back. Jen showed him yeah. again with that special collar. And he went grand. Four ring show at Altman, uh Buck Show. Oh, uh, we do. Well, we all we know do. That when when you want to put a better showman on, on the animal, please remember <laughs> my wife. Um, oh, yeah. Tyranny's better at, at setting up and showing animals than I am. I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, but but going back here, I think that one thing that you and I were lacking walking into that show thinking we were going to finish some animals uh, was the fact that no. we weren't being realistic. We weren't looking at all, all of the uh, contributing factors. You drove a long ways, so did I. Uh, your animals didn't bag up. Mine did. It was it was it was um, hot as can be. Uh, two of them were the first thing was, was there were terrible. animals there yeah. 
who hadn't traveled four and a half hours, who maybe traveled an hour, maybe two hours, mm-hmm. um, that yeah. were gorgeous. And we, we weren't expecting to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, no, no, we, I pulled in and I saw, I saw some of the people that were there and I was like, well, and my oh, thing was, I didn't tough. know half of them, <laughs> you know, and I, I knew, I knew the, knew of the Ferguson's, yeah. um, in great, great family. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know half the animal. I mean, actually, I didn't know most of the animals. I knew your animals, I knew my animals. Uh, and Nicole Nadeau was there, mm-hmm. and I knew her animals. Um, I knew I knew a few other people who were there, but it was one of these things. I we went in there. Oberhasleys are almost like right off the bat. Almost, I think there was one or two other breeds, just enough so that it it. Mm-hmm. No, I we were just enough bat. so that off the bat <laughs> uh, it could get hot, and you know it just yeah. So many other factors. It's one of these things makes me want. I mean, we stick. We took a step back afterwards, and we. It was actually good that we didn't have show, many shows this year. We're able to take able to take a look at what mm-hmm. happened. You know, was it the outcome we wanted? Was it the outcome we wanted? No. Was it the outcome we expected? It wasn't the outcome I wanted. No. Are we going <laughs> to badmouth anyone be over it? We'd better not. The only people we really have no. to blame when a situation nope. like that happens is ourselves. I I think, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes we, we all go in, we expect, you know, this animal is going to win, and that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Don't second guess the judge yeah the judge may be looking for something specific that day that judge yep. may favor certain type of animal okay don't second the gut judge guess yeah. the judge if the judge is the sort of judge that likes a certain type of animal and you know that's not your type of animal don't show it show that judge judges mm-hmm. that okay um yeah. Well, I think I think also setting your own expectations. So yeah, we both walked in there with certain animals in mind, but also I also walked in there with well, this doe, Carla, probably not going to do that great. She's a first freshener. She doesn't have a huge memory. Blah blah blah. Why didn't I set those same expectations for exactly. Jen and Paige? And, 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 and that's the expectation Why? we had in that first show. <laughs> because I thought they were we, we expected to go in and figure out where we yeah. ranked amongst the other herds. Not going grand. We were expected to maybe go second, third, maybe yeah. last. You know, we had no clue mm-hmm. where we were going to rank, you know, in in – with that, and then I, I will say it, you know that, you know, same show a few years later, you know, we had the problem going in there, you know, I had on a little sideways and thinking we were going to win everything, and quite frankly, uh, a really nice herd out of Pennsylvania was at the show, and I think we got a reserve actually out of. Mary Max Dam. And 
She was a yearling mm-hmm. first freshener, and she went reserved yeah. behind a beautiful doe from this herd out of Pennsylvania. And that was a three-ring show, and that was the only rosette we got. Um, I, you know, it's yeah, it yep. it goes full circle. You just how you handle it, your expectations on what you're, what you think. Your best bet to go to shows to realize your champion animal may not be on the A game today. Another animal in your herd may mm-hmm. be on its A game. Another animal in somebody else's herd may be on their A game. And, it, and mm-hmm. you know, it. the judge may have, you know, on the way there, read an article on, you know, you know, bone structure and been like, you know, that's something I ought to be looking at. You know, they might have at a yeah. training conference had pointed out rump angle or something and it could be fresh in their mind. And mm-hmm. now they're looking at that. Um, I know something that's happened to me. I sat through a, a pre TC at up at Cornell. Uh, Pete Snyder was, was I believe the one doing it. And he pointed out briskets. And I could tell mm-hmm. you, at least with my wife and I, we came home, we started looking at a doe and like nice brisket there. Nice brisket there. I think if you look at some of my comments on, goat confirmation or some of our friends would send us pictures. I'll be like, nice brisket on that one. You know, where'd that come from? Well, I, I sat through a, a quick little course and someone pointed out briskets. Well, that happens with judges too. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's one person's opinion, as I said, on a given set of animals. Your animal may be nice. Somebody else's animal may be nicer yeah. that day. Yeah, I think you just got to set your expectations that, hey, I might not get a ribbon today. And that's fine. It's 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 how it's like you said, circumstances. Right now, I want to say there's one person who if anybody has a chance to show with in the ring or watch in the ring, who is the epitome of not even not only uh, show etiquette, but just setting her expectations to where she knows that her herd's going to go. Um, but also isn't a cocky person, is a really down-to-earth person, is willing to help anybody, new breed or old breed, it doesn't matter, is Sally Grable. Oh, I, I've seen her. You've seen her in the ring, Nate. She is, she's, she has a, a beautiful herd, and she knows her herd's beautiful, but she walks in there, and I, she's got kids helping her. I actually uh, think she's, uh, we were she's at just the wonderful. show when I saw uh, Sally's show. And I think she personally was in the show mm-hmm. ring twice. Um, she yeah. let these 4-Hers show her animals. And she, she does it on purpose. She, she's trying to get the kids involved, get them excited about the breed, about showing, um, mm-hmm. about the experience. And, yeah, you know, she is, uh, you, you get a chance to talk to her. She is a great person, full of knowledge. Yes, I agree. Um, and she never goes in presuming. Mm-hmm. Presuming and I've, she got some I've, beautiful dough. She had a, a limoncello who I believe, uh, I believe she was first place at 
in her class at 2018 Nationals. Um, and beautiful, I Joe. So. But even still, she doesn't presume mm-hmm. that she's going to win. Um, and no, and she's no. she's so humble. If she if she gets if somebody is ahead of her in the lineup, and I've been ahead of her in the lineup, she's standing right next to me, and she's like, "John, that's a really nice doe," you know, and and she points out wherever she likes, and and she's just <laughs> everybody needs to be a Sally Grable in the ring. Right. If she loses, she's not walking out mad. She goes, well, and oh, I think you know, I think that's the thing. Is, is what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, it, this, for mo- many of us, showing goats is a hobby. Showing goats is not a bread and butter livelihood. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of. A, I mean, you make more money. Right. Actually, you make more money selling kids. Probably the result of showing, but still, you 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 would do better to. Just not let how you do change your placing, how you change your attitude. You know, if you have a good attitude, you, nope, mm-hmm. the judge didn't like what we brought into the show ring today, you know, but you do. Again, it's, you've got to yeah. like those animals. You know, it, I, I know, yeah. you know, breeders where they have animals they love the look of the animal the animal is very pleasing to them and judges don't see it for mm-hmm. like three or four years and all of a sudden boom one show season and and that doe is a champion you know it's you gotta like what you want but at the same time realize yeah you got to set your expectations. Don't have, I guess it's not so much set your expectations. Just don't be surprised when what you expect to happen doesn't happen the way you expect it to happen. Right. You know, and don't take it out on the judge. I don't, don't take it think... out on the show people. Um, yeah, for sure. You're the one exhibiting the animal. The animal is as good as it was brought to the show ring. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever walk into a ring again saying I have a really good chance at uh, finishing this dough. You know, I'll yep. say I think this dough is competitive, uh, and I like this dough. My, you know, my personal animal, but I'm never going to walk in and say, even days before the show. Go, Guys in the bag, about to finish this dough. It's going to be awesome. And then, you know, luckily, I was smart enough and and just a decent human being enough to. I, I had a dough that got cut from one of the rings. Like, just didn't even make top ten. And I literally yep. just said, "Okay," <laughs> walked out. I I just I I think that you need to set your expectations so you don't have those. Personal right. moments well, in the ring where you're like, "What?" And that's the thing. It's, it's Excuse, amongst the, excuse you know, me. Don't take it out on the judge. <laughs> you know, the judge is, is looking at the set of right. animals and how and what they're looking for according to the scorecard. Um, 
and how the animals look on that given day, and all the animals, not just your animal, how it looks, but all the animals. And as I said, some may have, you know, an A day, a A game day, and the others may not. And you know, I'll mm-hmm. end my thought on yeah. with this quick little anecdote of I judged a four eight show. There was a, a herd that was pretty well known in this area, and the four H'er had. A had two sound and does, and and one was a permanent mm-hmm. champion, and was a five to six year old doe, and the other one was a three year old doe who was not a permanent champion, and as it turned out, had never won in the show ring. But on that given day, and I don't know what it was, the three year old yeah. looked better than the five year old. And I believe, if I remember, it was a, a combination of the memory and general appearance with body capacity. And the older doe mm-hmm. just, my memory has looked worn out. Okay, she may have been the permanent champion, but she looked, <laughs> she looked her age. Okay. And well, this younger doe yeah, that's gonna happen. looked in her prime. And was gorgeous that day. And I made the younger doe grand. After the show, mm-hmm. um, the father of the 4 H walked up to me and informed me that I had no, obviously I had no experience with, with goats. If I had, I would have obviously made the older doe grand. And hmm. I obviously didn't know what I was doing because the older doe was a permanent champion and the younger doe was not. And I didn't, I, because of that, because of my placing of younger doe, older doe, I didn't know what I was doing. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, most likely that guy's like, oh, this is a finished age doe. She's top notch. And you get the, blind. those blinders that, okay, this this is, yeah, you just, you're like, this is a finished doe. She's top notch. She'll always be top notch. Age does break down over time, uh, usually anywhere from seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah, usually. I, mean, I have seen nine year old doe. I have, let's be, like, I have nine, I've I seen got a, nine I got an to ten year old does. <laughs> who in the show ring could beat the pants off of off of two to three year olds, but generally speaking, it doesn't happen that often. That's why I say generally. it doesn't happen that often. But but still, it's one of these cases of mm-hmm. you know you go in the show ring. Honestly, anything could happen. You're looking for an opinion of your animal <laughs> versus another group of animals or another set of animals. And mm-hmm. you're going to get that. Will it be what you want to hear? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. But accept <laughs> it for what it is. Yeah. Be thankful that, especially in this age of COVID, you know, be thankful that you're able to get that opinion. Even after, hopefully, we're able to mm-hmm. get back to showing. 
be thankful that we're able to. And mm-hmm. move on. And I guess that's my, my final thought is it's just you yeah. know don't take it personally. Exactly. So nothing's that's a guarantee. What I have to say. You John? Uh yeah, I just set set your personal expectations realistically. Um and let's face it, shelling is a learning curve for a lot. I still am learning. Uh, Nate's, I'm sure, still learning. Um, and you have to know what you're working with and be realistic. You can't walk in and think you're, you've got it in the bag, right? It's just not how it works. Um, and that thinking back, and this really, this topic came back on both you and I thinking back on show season last year uh, or lack thereof and, and say, man, I was crazy thinking that that was going to pan out the way we thought it was with the given circumstances. Uh, just set, set your expectations to the given circumstances realistically and and enjoy what you're doing, right? Because that's what we're supposed to be doing when we're showing these goats is enjoying it. Um, and I know the next show that I go to, I don't care where my does end up. I just want to see people and talk goats Amen and to that. have fun. <laughs> so uh, I think we can wrap <laughs> i think we could wrap it up uh with that uh next week we have kurt schnipke of overboard dairy goats uh coming on the show and we'll be enjoying a conversation with him hopefully there will be no hiccups with this application that we're using i have my new computer yeah i think it wasn't supposed to be this upcoming week. week it's supposed to be here so it was supposed to be <laughs> Okay, we won't get into that. That's another another hour show. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. It was. It's coming. (laughs) So you know, COVID. Everybody's buying laptops, and it's crazy. And anyway, um, so yeah, we'll have that going on, and and everybody enjoy your Valentine's Day. Uh, Hopefully, everybody has someone to share it with. And if you don't, go hug your. Maybe stay warm while hugging your goat. Yeah, stay warm. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have a significant other to share Valentine's Day, oh, yeah. they don't care how you smell. Yeah. So go, go hug a buck. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, folks. Well, thanks again for joining us. This has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.